headline, Nancy Pelosi announced yesterday they're going to do a big House impeachment vote. It's not the full what we've done in the past thing, but it's closer to it. Really? Than what we've had in the past. That's the way I understand it. Am I wrong? I don't know. It's, It's a full House authorization of an inquiry. But is that the same as... Well, it's not the same as referring charges or or passing the articles of oh. impeachment. Yeah, this is because in the past you had, well, the most recent go around, you had Ken Starr doing the investigating with his team. And so there was no Adam Schiff holding, you know, closed door hearings and immediately leaking everything every day. So they reinvent this thing every time they do it. Yeah. And it all it all boils down to what the American people think of it, unless it's just blatantly unconstitutional. So both sides trying to feel their way in the, the modern hyper-partisan political world. We'll see when it happens, how, uh, how people react, how the Trump administration reacts, how yeah. the courts react if the courts get involved. So long story short, the, uh, the White House is saying, we're not cooperating with anything because you're not doing anything. You're faking this. This is just digging up political dirt. Under the name of impeachment. You're going to impeach, have a vote. So Nancy has finally said, all right, we'll have a vote. So we'll see what the White House strategy uh, becomes and what the judges say. Um, and, and, and on we go. Uh, I think it's it's nigh on impossible that they really cook up articles and get them to the Senate before Christmas, is it? I mean, it's not even Halloween, I guess. Yeah, in November, but people are Thanksgiving, Christmas shopping, you get uh, Boxing Day, and then <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. It's all there's just so much bull crap right now, so much partisan shouting and and half truths that are just bellowed from the steps of the Capitol as if it's the most important pronouncement since George Washington's inauguration, and and it's just so much of it's dumb and 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 misleading and partisan and and Matt Taibbi, who. You know, I have a love-hate relationship with Matt uh, because he's he's brilliant and he's a terrific writer. Uh, he frequently, I think, really overly forcefully advocates things that I think are wrong. But it's not love-hate. It's love-disagreement. I respect the guy. I think he's honest. I think he sees the world the way he sees it. But lately, he's been on this jihad about hyper-partisanship and media bias in America. Which is really, it's gratifying because if, you know, a lot of you swing right anyway and you're aware of this, but people in this self-satisfied, I'm much smarter than you, mentioning that Fox News is biased. Well, the rest of us have been taking in biased news from every other news source for most of our lives, but biased in the other way. And now you're acting all outraged that there's any bias? What are you kidding? Anyway, uh, Matt Taibbi, who definitely swings left and, and, and writes for the Rolling Stone, has come out a couple of times uh, talking about media bias on both sides lately, including this new piece that is in The Stone, which I used to, both of us used to subscribe to, right? Oh, yeah. I'd take off the cover and put it on my wall. I had oh, an really? entire wall covered in Rolling Stone uh, covers. Huh. Great stuff. Hunter S. Thompson, rock stars of various stripes, interviewed, very exciting. Yeah, the period of time I was subscribing to the Rolling Stone was not uh, the apex of cool covers. Mm. Billy Idol, Pat Benatar. Oh, boy. That sort of thing. Uh, I tell you, this is for the youngsters. Um, you, might be, uh, 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 this, you might find this hilarious. How often did the Rolling Stone come out? 
Monthly? monthly? Was it monthly or was it every two weeks? I think it might be every two weeks. That's funny. I don't remember. But anyway, so I loved it. I'd get so excited when the new Rolling Stone came. Some of my favorite bands, still my favorite bands, I became aware of because they did like a little quarter page Uh, description of the band. Hey, they're really seeming to catch fire in Cleveland or whatever, or a, or a little record view. And I think, wow, that scratches me where I itch. Cause there was no way to hear the, what year was that? 19, it doesn't matter. Um, when Counting Crows first album came out, I read a little quarter page description of this kind of funky, kind of rootsy, kind of rocky band with a wacky singer who wears an octopus on his head. And I thought, wow, that sounds really great. And so I sought out the music and fell in love with it. Uh, but anyway, that's the only way you could discover new music is to read about it and go on down to the record store. Anyway, uh, Matt Taibbi is writing about uh, bias, and um, and his, his piece that's just come out is, Baghdadi's story reveals divided and broken news media. If you have two sets of news media, you have none. Two sets of headlines over the weekend describe the suicide of ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. Well... Yeah, he makes the point later that the the Fox News headline that, where is it, al-Baghdadi kill, how the daring military operation went down. And he says, well, that's not entirely accurate because he, he blew himself up. Well, he blew himself up under pressure. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, which one is it? It's yeah. not clearly, I mean, it's not like he got tired of leading ISIS and didn't see any point in going on and killed himself. He was at the end of the tunnel with with dogs and guns coming at him. Yeah, if you're chasing somebody as a cop and they get to the uh, the end of the road and there's the choice of being caught or killing themselves, they kill themselves. You caught him, right? You caught yeah. them. They well, didn't. They didn't voluntarily uh, just kill themselves and then you showed up, you know, a week later and found them dead. Right. Exactly. So yeah, that's kind of fishy or wish washy. But anyway, uh, to get back to Taibbi's piece, two sets of headlines over the weekend from the Wapo. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at helm of Islamic State, dies at 48. The now infamous headline. The Post has since rewritten that, though the description of an austere religious scholar with wire-rimmed glasses remains in the lead paragraph. Uh, meanwhile, the headline on Fox News, al-Baghdadi kill how the daring military operation went down. They, so they, they left in the first paragraph, they referred to Baghdadi as a religious scholar. With wire-rimmed glasses. Well, that's a detail that you can put in or leave out, but it's an, an interesting thing to put in the in the beginning when he's really not famous for his wire-rimmed glasses so much as leading a group of people that sawed people's heads off. That tortured, raped, and murdered the tens of thousands. And I don't think you should give him the credit of being a, quote, religious scholar. You, you take in the same a, way that Adolf Hitler was, uh, Hitler was a political theorist. Or Charles Manson or whoever you want to take who takes... Yeah. Who takes on a well-known religion and twists some verse or whatever in such a way that you can do horrific things? That doesn't right. make you a religious scholar. Uh, that's, that's an odd really weird description, as the uh, the Twitterverse pointed out. Uh, 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 Taibbi writes: the post headline would fit a quiet academic who died in his sleep, not a genocidal jihadist leader. The Fox headline is less nuts, but still not quite right. He mentions the suicide thing. Um. It was a vivid demonstration of how dysfunctional the modern news landscape has become. When important events take place now, commercial news outlets instantly slice up the facts and commoditize them for consumption by their respective political demographics. We've always had this process to some degree, but it no longer takes days to sift into the op-ed pages. Now news is packaged for Republicans or Democrats on the first reporting pass. 
Moreover, it's no longer true that Fox is more blatant about its slant than the Democrat-friendly press, which in the Trump years has become a bullhorn of caricatured belly aching in the same way Fox was in the Clinton years. Um, I, I appreciate him recognizing that um, MSNBC and CNN are every bit as much as, as Foxy as Fox is for the other side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. R- regularly, you hear people state that the opposite, that, that Fox is a unique thing. Fox is a unique um, thing in that it is a, a pretending to be news, but slanted one direction. And then you have the real news. Right. And I can't believe there are people who still push that, but they do. Right. It's a ridiculous assertion. I mean, if Matt but do they Taibbi, believe that? Do they believe Taibbi, that? Yeah, I think they probably do. It's the bubble phenomenon. If everybody you hang out with thinks exactly the same thing, you begin to think anybody who thinks differently is crazy or evil. Um, we were God, involved have... in a, a uh, an event recently in which it seemed like every single point of view was labeled as racist, even though the uh, evidence offered for that assertion was zero. But it's become such a lazy go-to, and people in those bubbles get reinforced for it, not challenged on it. But, yeah, they go with it. Well, I, I have strong points of view, but I recognize I've got to take in a little, uh, little of this one, a little of that one, a little of that one to try to get somewhere to the whole picture. A lot of times. Well, and it doesn't bother me, really. Right, right. Uh, meanwhile, in what increasingly feels like a monolithic block of anti-Trump media at the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, etc., the Baghdadi headlines were a remarkable collection of angst-ridden talking points. Even if you're not the kind of person who can ever celebrate a violent helicopter assault that results in the deaths of children, I count myself in that number, writes Taibbi. The difference in how this story was covered compared to analogous stories about bin Laden or Abu Musab al-Zarqawi, was striking. Apparently, the salient facts about the death of al-Baghdadi included Trump didn't inform some key Democrats about the operation. Trump notified Russians before telling congressional leaders. These are all quotes. The Baghdadi raid was complicated by Trump's plan to withdraw from Syria, happening, quote, in spite of Trump, not because of him. The, The raid was, quote, victory built on factors Trump derides. I.e. was a win by intelligence agency that Trump has criticized. Uh, Trump's gloating tone contrasted with the more measured tone of Barack Obama after the bin Laden operation. Um, Trump is going to milk the benefits. This is all in the first day. Uh, Trump's situation room appeared more, the photo appeared more staged than Obama's expert said. In fact, they were taken before the raid even happened. Um, that story flew around the internet for hours before it turned out to have been based on an error, um, et cetera, et cetera. And he goes into detail on it. Um, during the Obama years, the, uh, Fox, oh, okay, I'll read this and then we'll, we'll call it good. But apparently many Americans used to roll their eyes at the brazen pettiness of Fox News. During the Obama years, the network seems constitutionally incapable of reporting positive news of any kind, even dealing with anodyne developments nationally. That's not true of the hard news coverage. It's just not. Shepard Smith leaned left, clearly, and Brett Baer is painstakingly even handed. Um, but certainly the opinion stuff, that's true. This is proof he's a Marxist, was a, a famed Fox line about Obama's decision to wear a tan suit. Well, that's, <laughs> that's people be trying to be funny. Oh, my God. Trump is inspiring similar insanity now with Fox's opposites at the Times Post, CNN, MSNBC, etc. I'm no fan of Trump either, but this has gotten to the point where there's no longer any place to go if you're looking for unslanted first draft news uh, or takes on news. 
Um, then he says he's increasingly having to go to foreign news outlets. That's really interesting. Matt yeah. Tybee goes to foreign news outlets to try to get something that's not obviously an attempt to, at, at an agenda in the story. Yeah. As Laura Logan told us on this program, she reads articles in the New York Times and can't find a single fact. In news articles? News articles can't sing, right. find a single what she would consider a fact. Yeah. Um, coming up, among other things, if you have a family member that is overweight, should you talk to them about it? Or how do you go about it? Because it's like, it's a health concern. Oh, boy. It's it's a health concern for all of us. Um, I'll touch on a couple of things there. Text line 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. But why do people have so many pre-existing conditions? Being fat isn't a birth defect. Nobody comes out of the womb needing to buy two seats on the airplane. (laughs) Here it is in a nutshell from the New York Times. Poor diet is the leading cause of mortality in the United States. That's uh, Bill Maher from several weeks Shut ago. Shut up. So um, I found that pretty interesting. James Corden, who is an overweight or battles his weight uh, talk show host who does a nightly show. I don't know if you know he's got one of those Tonight Show type of things. Triple threat man, Jack. Singer, dancer, actor. James Corden really took offense at that and said it was fat shaming and was really bothered by Bill Maher's comments. And, really? Yeah, they got into a oh. bit of a back and forth over that. Mm, I missed that. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was an interesting conversation that, uh, you know, we, we got to figure out as a country or a society um, because there are a, quite a few, and that's what Bill Maher was referencing is there are a lot of health situations and health costs uh, associated, associated yeah. with being overweight. Yeah. A lot. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's horrible for your health, and it costs us gazillions of dollars every single year. It makes your pants uncomfortable. And uh, <clears throat> I came across this article, should you tell a loved one they're fat? I wouldn't use that word. Wow. You want my my immediate reaction? What's your immediate reaction? They know. They know. Now, you could say, I'm worried about your health. I know you struggle with your weight. Because you're I'm, fat. I'm here. Is that what you're going to say it? Or? or Am I talking to a stupid person here who needs to hear that? Well, if you say it out of the side of your mouth like that, it kind of takes away some of the sting. I agree. It's like someone else said it. That's fat. Are you guys marriage counselors? That's great. <laughs> because you're yeah, fat. It doesn't have to be your wife. Listen, I, I care about someone you. Someone you love. Could be a co-worker. I care about you. I know you're struggling with your weight. I'm worried about you because of the, the, the health, the threat to your health. Because you're fat. Out of the oh, side, I'd be like, hey, who said wait that? Wait a minute. That I just heard from? that out of one ear. I'm not even sure I heard that. Joe said your wife or marriage counselor. There doesn't have to be husband or wife oh, sure, conversation. Yeah. It says a loved one could be a co-worker. You could just walk up to someone you work, uh, work you love at work. and mm. I really like you. You do good work and you're really got to take a look at yourself. Obviously, that's not the way you'd want to approach it. No, I, I would I would be happy to uh, serve as your, your ghostwriter. Yeah. What I don't if know, I just, with sensitivity. What if I just follow them around with a trombone playing it as they walk around the office? 
Attempts at humor aside, we all do have a loved one in our orbit who is overweight. Joe's right. They do know it. But, you well, know, I, I'm I'm the loved one. I've struggled with my weight since I was 12 years old. I burn 50,000 calories a day. Just is what it is, man. Yeah. But, but I'm also completely open about it. Yeah. And you're trying. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, and I'm not obese. I'm just, you know, Zoftig, as the Germans say. I know people. Regular Germany, Michael, not Nazi Germany. Don't even play that. Okay. I know people who are overweight who don't. I know them well enough to know they're not trying at all. Yeah. And do you say, look, this is, it's, you know, it's something, it's a problem. It's, here's the things it causes over time. Or is uh, it none, or is it none yet? <laughs> Should we None can, your business? How do you feel the same way about? Do you feel the same way about smoking? Yeah, smoking is about the worst thing you can do. But whatever, if you want to, go ahead. I I have not dealt with many people I really care about smoking. Um, I have one good friend who's a bit of the fan of the the teen, um, and he's doing uh, alternate methods of delivering it. I've expressed. Is uh, he being like a D or is he smoking it through a? He's 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 vaping. Yeah, he's got the he's rocking the jewel. Our text line, I'd be interested in what y'all think of this. 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. Marshall's news is coming up in just a little bit. You know, I didn't tell you what this particular expert said about should you tell a loved one they're fat? In other words, you know, should you tell a loved one that you're overweight and I'm worried about your health? And, mm-hmm. um, I'll tell you what the expert said, and we got a number of interesting texts about that, so stay tuned. Right now, the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, frustration and anger mounting across Northern California as the state's biggest utility began another round of fire prevention blackouts today. That could... what, are, what, are people, what are people angry about? The miserable lifestyle that is having no electricity? And the fact that it keeps in a first going, world nation in the year 2019, and the fact that it keeps going on and on and on and on. Anyway, the latest round of shutdowns will leave millions of people without electricity, some for five days or longer. I was looking at the review of the new Apple earbuds. Do you know what they're called, Sean? Earbud Pros or Pluses or something? The, the new the ones AirPod, that are out. The AirPod Pro. AirPod. Yeah, the AirPod Pro. Look really cool. I might finally get a pair. Just awesome and the battery life and how you charge them just by sitting on that thing and everything like that. that's all cool if you got electricity though you really got to yeah. have electricity to use any of the cool new stuff wherever you're listening california is a preview of your brave new world if you vote democrat the shutoffs aimed at keeping windblown electrical equipment from sparking wildfires coming as fire crews are racing to contain two major fires in northern and Southern California before the winds pick up again. The fires destroying dozens of homes in L.A. and in Sonoma County wine country. California Governor Gavin Newsom pointing out the obvious. What makes this moment so different is the power shutoffs that overlay it. Um, And that's where, obviously, people are feeling even more stress. Thanks for expressing my emotions for me, Gavin. You're so wonderful and pretty. Democrats are planning the next steps toward possibly impeaching President Trump. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is saying the House is going to vote Thursday to establish the procedure in the ongoing impeachment inquiry. 
Pelosi. She, 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 she's still using, like, vague language compared to past impeachments. So it's not exactly the same thing. Is that what she's shooting for? I yeah. guess we'll have to see how it's written come Thursday when they actually vote. Yeah, Pelosi. She came out that one day and, and you know, and said... And, and and the media and a lot of people kind of ride with, well, impeachment's on. But she had that word, we have opened the in, uh, uh, an appeal for an impeachment inquiry resolution. So, I mean, no, it's just, yeah, what, what is this? Is this different than yesterday or what is this? Pelosi is saying the vote's going to set the stage for open hearings and the release of transcripts from closed witness depositions. All right, then. We'll see how this all plays out on Thursday. Former California Congresswoman Katie Hill is speaking out after stepping down. The once uh, the uh, one-time Los Angeles area lawmaker is blaming her estranged husband for what she says was a politically motivated move. Some people call this electronic assault, digital exploitation. Others call it revenge porn. As the victim of it, I call it one of the worst things that we can do to our sisters and our daughters. Hill, well, I'm sorry, that would tend to contradict your lead, though, Marshall, that it, it wasn't... She thinks it was politically motivated? Yep, yep. She Not blamed, being crazy angry at his ex-lover? She blames her estranged husband for what she says was a politically motivated move. That wow. is how they're phrasing it. So, wow. I'm confused I, you know, by I that. I want to know more about this guy. So, he has an ugly, ugly breakup with his bisexual wife. He's a silly-looking doughy guy, anyway. How'd he get two chicks? I don't know. I think you're being too hard on him. Anyway, so he's got a head like a melon. He breaks up with his 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 bisexual uh, nutty bong smoking uh, wife, which is fine. Um, and he's going to release all of their secrets for politics. Is That's, is ending my political career a political motivation? Ah, hey, positive Sean. Well, and I'll yeah. analyze. Oh, yep. so is it just a? That's if, what's important to her. If, but yes. but if she if she was a executive at AT and T, would he have done exactly the same thing? He just was mad at her. Yes. It's not politics. It's just I need to ruin your job. Right. Exactly. You know what? Positive Sean with the staff insight of the day. Oh boy, that comes with an oven mitt. Congratulations, Sean. Yeah. Well kinda, done. Downgrading prize that we used to be able to go home early if we did that. <laughs> no. Now it's an oven mitt. Sit your ass down, Marshall. What's next? One oven mitt. Australian regular. Australian regulators are suing Google, claiming the company misled consumers about collecting personal data through the Android operating system. The Australians are alleging uh, Google falsely led users to believe that disabling the location history setting on Android phones and tablets would stop the company from collecting their location data. Users needed to turn off a second setting for that to actually happen. When you hear the very word Google, assume something bad is about to happen or has already happened. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. And after a travel day, the World Series resumes tonight in Houston as the Astros host the Nationals in Game 6. Justin Verlander is going to start for Houston. Stefan Strasburg for Washington. The home team so far has lost all five games. That's weird. Is uh, Strasburg married to uh, somebody who's astoundingly attractive? Like uh, Verlander I with think Kate Ver- Upton. Well, let me find out. Yep. And why, why? I'm sure he is. And why did you ask that? I just I like to get to know the players on a personal level. <laughs> gotcha. 
Houston leads the best of seven matchup three to two. Verlander's is... wife should uh, are they married now? Kate Upton. I believe they are. Yeah, yeah. she should pull that maneuver that those girls did behind home plate the other day. <laughs> Agreed. A dollar to see that. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Of course, I agree I've too. seen them plenty of times. So you know, yeah. uh, Strasburg's wife is a lady by the name of Rachel Lackey, who is uh, also quite lovely. Yes, yes. At one point, uh, a certain young woman I know who may or may not be in college and uh, may or may not share half of my genetics, um, we, we go to baseball games together. She's a big baseball fan, too, and so am I. And, oh, it's, it's such a joy. Anyway, um, she will, even though she has a fabulous boyfriend, she will uh, take a fancy to a player on the field and between innings, Google them, go on their Instagram feed, their Twitter feed, the rest of it, figure out who they're with, and see whether she thinks she could... Uh, uh, Lure him away. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, be the crowbar between them <laughs> and maybe move in. Awesome. It's absolutely hilarious. Awesome. I mean, it was because we were literally at a game, and, and the pitcher's good-looking, big, good-looking kid. And she says, oh, man, you know, she expresses her uh, her impressions of him. And I probably went to get some beers or something. I come back and she says, nah, look at his girlfriend. She puts her phone in front of me. I'm like, how did you, what did you, why did you? (laughs) That was great. All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So we got quite a few really interesting texts on this topic. Should you tell a loved one they're fat? That's the headline of the article. I don't even like saying it the way it's written, yeah. the headline of the article. And there have been a number of weak and stupid attempts at humor, um, uh, well, which yeah, I do not approve of. I, I, but I, this is a touchy subject. I'm guilty of a lot of weak and stupid uh, attempts at humor on, on a number I of topics. confession is good for the soul. I'm uh, glad to hear that. But we got an, uh, uh, interesting responses on this whole thing. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, um, our text line, 415-295-KFTC. I mean, because it's a... It's an actual health risk. It's a cost to our country, health care risk. It's all this different sort of stuff. Sure, yeah, but I don't think you need to go beyond concern and love, honestly, uh, as a motivation. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what the professional said, and I'll hit you with a couple of texts on okay. whether or not you should uh, talk to a, a loved one about it. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. There's a common and insulting misconception that fat people are stupid and lazy and we're not. Right? We, we get it. We know. We know that being overweight isn't good for us. And I've struggled my entire life trying to manage my weight and I suck at it. Right? I've had good days and bad months. <laughs> I've basically been off and on diets since as long as I can remember and, well, this is how it's going. <laughs> We're not all as lucky as Bill Maher, you know? We don't all have a sense of superiority that burns 35,000 calories a day. (laughs) I kid because I love. Bill, I, I, I sincerely believe that what you think you're offering here is tough love. And you're just trying to help by not sugarcoating reality for fat people, even though you know how much fat people love sugarcoating things. <laughs> As James Corden's response to Bill Maher after Bill Maher said, 
the number one cause of being overweight is diet. And so quit eating crap. Now, Corden made a bit of a leap to the whole people think fat people are stupid and whatever. I don't, lazy. He, he, and stupid and lazy. I don't think he said that. <clears throat> um, I, I don't know. I know. I, I, well, science hasn't completely figured this out to a certain extent. Um, everybody I know that's really overweight has a terrible diet. That's a small sample size. Yeah. But everybody I know that's really overweight has a terrible diet. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously that plays a role. Uh, but for, 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 for the, the people that say, you, you know, I, I try and I exercise and I, can, and I can't lose weight. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what's going on. I think science is getting a lot closer to it. Identifying different types of metabolism and how people store calories and that sort of thing. The reason we got started on this uh, conversation was, should you tell a loved one they're fat? If a friend or family member is overweight, you're worried about their health. Is it ever a good idea to mention it to them, no matter how difficult the conversation may be? Well, according to this uh, therapist, smarty pants guy, which I have seen enough uh, therapists for me and my family members to know they got wildly different opinions. So, quoting well, some a therapist, are good, some ain't. Well, and they can be 180 degrees apart. So, right. uh, quoting a therapist is kind of pointless. This guy says it's, it's a, like quoting a, a lawyer. This guy says there's no benefit in saying you're really overweight and I'm concerned about you. We got a whole bunch of text from people saying exactly what Joe said earlier, which is, I don't know. We oh, know. They know already. They know or we know. Yeah, we know. Um, so here I'll read you back-to-back text. It kind of nails down what the, well, it's the Bill Maher-James Corden conversation of uh, the two ends of the whole deal here. Let me find the spot on my phone for the text, and it goes something I tell like you what. This. Oh, do you have it? Yeah, I want to start by saying I love you guys anyway. Uh, on the overweight thing is there is a lot of medical reasons um, that cause people to be overweight that are uncontrollable. So before you go approaching someone, make sure you're aware of what kind of condition they may have and what's causing their overweightness. Also feel that with all the technology, be go- she goes on and on and on basically because I don't want to use a baller time on this. The food, the various things you can't. It's not your you, not your fault, basically. Then you got this person. If we get rid of the false notion that weight gain is genetic, it will be easier to tell loved ones they need to drop a few. Humans are only overweight because they eat way too much, higher palatable fake food that humans are not designed to eat. There's some truth, but their their premise is wrong. I mean, there are enormous differences in individuals' metabolism. There just are. That's undeniable. Uh, you know, I just play a belligerent jerk on the radio. I'm actually very diplomatic in real life. And, you know, if you're going to say anything, say, look, I know you're struggling with your weight. If I can ever be of help, let me know. That's it. Like, you know, if if my wife decides we're going low carb. What? I love bread. I'm eating bread. You know, don't be that person. You know, maybe. But other than that, they know. I don't know. We didn't get a single text from anybody who said they want to be told or feel like it would help. Now, yeah. Because but we they all say, I know. We didn't offer them my Gandhi-like uh, uh, masterwork of diplomacy. I would not enjoy being told that. My GL, uh, too much work. I would um, not enjoy being told that. To me, that's saying, I got my eye on you and you're really overweight. If you need any help with that, uh, let me know. Yeah, I realize you're coming from a place of uh, being concerned or whatever, but I think I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how other people would take it. Saying it in this scenario, your wife is, for instance, Uh or 
or your husband, if you swing that way. Wife or husband would or be... one each, if you're that congresswoman from California. I think wife, husband, or child, child-parent would be the only relationships where I can think of, you know, would it really make sense. Because, I mean, you're with them every day. You really have an idea of how they're living. But, and, you know, my idea was almost in response to the fact that you've talked about it. It's already out in the open. If Is this like introducing the topic? Because I've been, I've been thinking, of, I guess I've been thinking about my own relationship with Judy, and we've been together, and we've both been trying to lose weight. We've gained just for years and years and years. But if you're introducing the topic, no, shut your damn mouth. So here's an interesting one, though. Well, first of all, you said we all have different metabolisms. Yes. Obviously true. Mm-hmm. That was true 50 years ago, and there were almost no fat people. Yeah. So that alone isn't uh, the situation. No, no. It's the omnipresence of super delicious terrible for you food that was the part of our texters uh, little message that i think is absolutely correct you just there is food you should never eat well bill maher would say have some discipline and don't eat it then i think Shut and i and i should as a guy who ate two donuts yesterday check check the fcc rules and regs are we allowed to drop <laughs> f-bombs yet not yet because it's the next word after shut the what, what was Gordon's line? Self-importance burns 30,000 calories a day or whatever. Yeah. That's pretty funny. There you go. Um, <laughs> I, You know what? I'll bet but Bill Maher's a vegetarian. I'll bet Bill Maher's diet is a hell of a lot better than James Gordon's. So he would have an argument there. Look, I eat a, a, a raw piece of fish with a piece of lettuce on it for breakfast and then have another one for dinner. That's all I eat. What'd you eat, Gordon, over the weekend? And Gordon's going to answer my feelings. You know? <laughs> Along with a chili dog. Gordon's going to respond with the right cross. And down goes the elf. I am uh, leaning toward what the textures are saying and what you originally said. We know. And no no texture has said, I want to be told this so far. Um, And God, we're getting a lot of responses on this. But here's an interesting aspect of it. I know so many people, including myself, when they decided to, like, uh, you know, take a look at their eating and their exercise is when they saw a picture of themselves from a certain angle. Yes. That is a really common experience. So how is that? It just got to be. Well, it's like giving up booze or drugs. You but know? it's got to be. The, hey, the, you drink too much. But why does that? You talk too much. But why would we all agree? Yep, that's when I decided I got to lose some weight. I saw that picture of me. But I don't want anybody to tell me before that. That seems kind of weird, I guess, because the photograph doesn't have a. There's no ego involved with a photograph. That's a really interesting question. How dare you question. judge me? The photograph's not judging you. It doesn't have an ego. You don't have a history going back of other conflicts. Right. It's just a photograph. I remember when that picture came home drunk and... Right. No. <laughs> no. You told me not to buy a boat. That, you know, there's no, there's no backstory. <laughs> that is a really intriguing question. I know Why it is. Why is the picture... Oh, wow. You're blowing my mind, man. So when we're presented with the the hard, cold facts, geez, from that angle, I am fat. Oh, yeah. I am not going to look like that anymore. Right. But the hard, cold facts from our wife, our son, our coworker, our brother, whatever, F you. <laughs> no matter how gently conveyed. F you. Right. It's not my fault. I can picture the two photographs in my life that really motivated me to lose weight. I can still picture them. I can describe them to you in detail. God, we got one Seared picture into my memory. Oh yeah, I know. There's one picture in my mind right now of uh, me and an uh, old beloved dog that long since passed away that mm. belonged to my wife. She had when we when we first met. And there's a there's a picture of me sitting on the couch petting that dog. And the way I'm sitting, oh boy, 
And I, I just, I hate that picture. Oh, boy. I hate that picture. Yeah. For me, it was, I was at the state fair standing in front of the purple ribbon winning hog and you couldn't see the hog behind me. <laughs> and a farmer started to show you. <laughs> They put a ring through my nose. <laughs> and he led you into the ring. That's right. And I won. And you won first place. <laughs> yeah, I was on all fours in front of the hog pen. And I asked Judy to take my picture. And it says, is, no, there, no is there somewhere where we could get where we could talk completely openly about it and r- eliminate the whole accusation, shame, weakness part of it? Is that even possible or is that just fantasy land? That's some really advanced communication, man. Because there's the whole, do you find me attractive? Um, you know, what's what's the sexual dynamic in our relationship now? I'm assuming this is a couple again, not, uh-huh. you know, brother, sister, or what have you. Uh, congresswoman, uh, assistant. Um, so that's that's really uncomfortable, too. A lot of insecurities going on. Yeah, that's a tough one. But she asked, shut your yap is the overwhelming consensus. I asked my wife if she's given up on being healthy. Oh, boy. She told her friends that my husband says I'm fat. Boy. Yeah, I'm not sure that's why I would That's that a mischaracterization that. of that gentleman's uh, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so saying to your wife or husband, have you just given up? Is that what's happening here? I, I I'm tell not you what, sure here's, that's the way to approach it. Here's an open offer. Fellas, you ever think of saying something like that to your <laughs> wife? Why don't you run it past me first, all right? <laughs> so have you just given up? Oh,